0: Welcome to the Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series. 2023 marks the 75th anniversary of Britain's National Health Service. Since its inception in 1948, there was a huge demand for nurses as the new health service was being rolled out across the country, particularly during the 1950s.
1: I see somebody not well. I have to go and ask them, which is none of my business, but I do go because there's something in you as a nurse that never leaves you.
2: And I always remember the first day I put a uniform on us, and one of the, the I don't know the tutors said, you know, remember, she said you got a uniform on you now. He said you have to be pretty confident inside. I'll never forget. My if
3: you had one spot on your apron, you had to go to the nurses' home change it straight away.
0: The Active Recruitment campaign launched by the NHS in Ireland attracted tens of thousands of young Irish women with the offer of free training, accommodation and the chance to earn a wage during their nurse training. I was horrified the way they were dressed,
4: baggy trousers and tops and you wouldn't know who was who. Um,
5: I'm glad they got rid of the hats, they were a bit of a pain.
0: Dreadful. Awful. Really, I hated it. In this episode, Belts and Buckles, we hear about the importance of the nurse's uniform as a marker of confidence, trust and professionalism. But we also hear how the iconic image of the nurse's uniform has evolved over the years.
1: I see somebody Not well, I had to go and ask them, which is none of my business, but I do go because there's something in you as a nurse that never leaves you.
0: Maureen was born in Leitrim, in North West Ireland. She arrived in London in 1952 to begin her nurse training.
1: I knew nobody there, not a soul. I remember landing in Euston, coming off the boat, onto the train to Euston, I think, yes. And I don't know how I got from Euston to the hospital. Perhaps there was somebody there from the hospital to meet me, I'm not quite sure. But I went there and never looked back. Brilliant. Very happy. Yeah. Before she embarked on her journey to London, she
0: had to persuade her mother that she was really wanting to be a nurse. It was the uniform that had initially piqued her interest in nursing. Her mother wasn't
1: entirely convinced. In the beginning, when I wanted to do nursing, as my mum was a nurse and she asked me to write a letter, why don't you want to be a nurse? And I wrote, it was all about the uniform. Nothing to do with the care of the patients. So I got a very big lecture from my mum. What was the training like? It was excellent. Tell me more. Um, You were taught, you know, they're very strict, but very good. My training was excellent. It's something that'll be with me for my lifetime. And it was a very good, intensive training. Indeed, the uniform held a
0: role within the hospital's punitive uniform policy, especially when it came to adhering to the strict nighttime curfew imposed at the nurse's home, which limited socialising. Rule breaking could be punished through withdrawing some symbols of rank,
1: such as, for example, the uniform belt. They were very, um, very strict on the uniform as you know. And if you came in late at night, you could lose your belt, and that was a very big disgrace. You know, which I never lost mine, thank goodness. And tell me about the uniform. Yes. The uniform was very good, very nice. It's kind of a grey, stripy. What
5: and did you have a hat as well? Yes,
1: yeah, we had hats. Very Hats were... Uh, very distinctive hats and there was one of them when I was a a staff nurse they were very very strict on the hat and there was one this girl from Donegal Sadie she used to do all our hats for us she was very good at it the pleats down the back of them and then when you become a staff nurse you had a bow deer thing and then you had your belts and all the rest. My goodness. Yes.
0: Later on in her career as a ward sister, the uniform was a symbol of authority inside the hospital, but it also became an emblem of
1: status outside the hospital gates. The union, Mm -hmm. which is very strict, yes, and they would go around the wards and see, you know, have you enough staff on? And I, a ward sister, you'd have to know your own wards as well. And anyway, we all said we'd all go out on strike, which we did. And we went outside the hospital in uniform, which our matron then, she was from Cork, and she wasn't very keen on what we had done. But anyway, we stood outside the gate one day and everybody, all the cars tooting us. Then we went to the parks and carried placards in the Talks. And we went to the House of Commons, this was on other different days, to see Barbara Castle, I think.
0: The day Anne put on her uniform, something had clicked into place. She was going to be a nurse now.
2: And I always remember the first day put the uniform on us and one of the, the I don't know, the tutor said, you know, remember, she said, you've got a uniform on you now. She said, you have to be pretty confident. Inside, I'll never forget my first day, she said, inside, you are probably very nervous, but you had to portray that looking very confident. If your patients won't be confident in you. And, and that was very true. That was the first piece of advice I got, with the uniform on. It felt like a rite of passage for her. But then I think, you put that uniform on and you become like, it's almost like going on a stage. I think that's what i like to do. You become almost somebody else. But that uniform, it gives you that confidence. You hide behind it, you know? And it's, it's and it, uh, yeah, it gives you that air of confidence, I think, with the uniform, and you're a nurse. And I mean, I remember then, you, you, couldn't, you didn't tell the patient your name. They said, you didn't give your first name out at all. Now it's the other way around. Now you only tell your first name. You don't tell your second name. But then we only told her second name. Yeah. And you were always nurse something. You didn't, like, now it's all, all first name terms. Then it wasn't. You were always nurse so-and-so or doctor so-and-so, there was no yeah. first names.
0: That's right. mm-hmm. Anne reflects on how the nurse's uniform has changed and evolved over time to the point that it no longer commands the same respect and authority as it did during her formative years as a nurse. I thought they were really good and much
2: for the uniform then. I think I love the fact the hats. And the dresses and the capes, yeah. I, I look back at those old photographs of me as a nurse. I think I feel more proud of those than I would for a retired in the in the present day uniforms. Mm. I think they much smarter. Yeah, and we had different different coloured dresses for different years. You yeah. and uh, different belts. I think for different years actually, not dresses with different belts. I um, think white and I think I can't remember the colours now, but it yeah, first, second, third year,
0: three different colours. Like Maureen before her, Mary also started her nurse training in London in 1952. We went to school.
3: We had a classroom and a sister tutor who was an absolute lady but stood no nonsense. And there was 24 of us in the class. And we had our nurse's uniform on and we had it in the nurse's home.
0: As Britain was emerging from the war, The nurse's uniform played a vital role in the public consciousness as a motif of authority and rank that was based on military discipline. It inspired public trust and patient confidence. The NHS was in full mobilisation, fortified by the tens of thousands of Irish nurses, like Mary, who were recruited into the ranks of frontline healthcare in Britain.
5: And what was the uniform like, Mary? Do you remember the uniform? The
0: uniform
3: was the striped, khaki sort of dress, uh, to your mid mid calf. Black stockings, black shoes, highly polished. A glazed collar, no hair on your collar, no jewellery of any description. Uh, if you had hair, you had to either cut it off or have it on top of your head. You needed a nail level to make your hat, it was a square (laughs) like that and the girl showed me to wrap it around my knee and pull it and you had to bring the corners up, you really did. So anyway I mastered it eventually and um, we had little rufflet cotton sleeves when we pulled our sleeves up when we were working and but other than that with the uniform we had the starched cuffs and clean apron every day. If you had one spot on your apron, you had to go to the nurse's home, change it straight away.
0: For Mary, the once crisp, starched and spotless nurse's uniform that held pride of place is now but a distant memory. This is what
3: I find so difficult now. The nurses are are very tatty looking in the hospitals. I've been in hospital quite a bit on and off over the years. And they're untidy and shoelaces undone and they're wearing trainers that are all dirty and it's totally
0: different and I don't like it. Teresa left home in Donegal in North West Ireland to begin her nurse training in London in 1954. Like her contemporaries, Maureen and Mary before her, she took huge pride in her uniform.
4: The uniform, oh yes, matron, tiny little matron Lane. She was very strict. She was very kind and she was very strict. She she was quite right. But uniform was so nice. We had a different, for the first year, our caps were butterfly. We used to make them up ourselves. Then the second year, I think we got a cap and a bow, bow and string. We loved those. But we used to admire the uniform from St. George's hospital that at um, St. George's Hyde Park Corner. I don't know whether it exists now or not, but they had a lovely uniform. Okay, our, our uniform was nice, but she was very strict uh, regarding uniform. Our hair mustn't be past our color. But when I see today, I was in hospital myself a few years ago for a few days, and I was horrified the way they were dressed. Baggy trousers and tops and no, you wouldn't know who was who every patient's all knew who we were who the first year who the second year then the staff nurse and the sister obviously sister in charge of the ward she was always in blue
0: Anne expresses a similar sentiment on the diminishing status of the traditional nurses uniform
5: the uniform what was it like did you like it i didn't mind it it was a nurse's uniform of course yes i didn't mind it at all everybody else had the same uniform Uh, Funny enough when I, about eight years ago, I got very sick and I was in hospital for a very long period of time and I used to look and think, oh, you know, you just didn't know anybody from anybody because they generally wore scrubs and they generally didn't have the structure. You know, we knew exactly from the uniform whom everybody was. The patients knew who everybody was. They quickly fell in. A white belt was a first year, a purple belt was a second year, a gold belt was a third year, a blue uniform was a qualified nurse, a navy was a sister. You know what I mean? It was just a lot simpler that way, I think. So, yes, I did like the uniform. However,
0: moving with the times, Anne was more in agreement with abolishing the nurse's hat.
5: Um, I'm glad they got rid of the hats. They were a bit of a pain. Um, But the rest of it, they are more casual now, they're more comfortable, they're more practical. Of course, everybody can see that, but that's what they were. We were all, put them on and off we went and that was it really
0: dreadful, awful, really, I hated it. It's plain to see that Olive wasn't so enamored with the uniform. Still, she didn't have much choice in the matter. It came with the territory. It was a purple
6: dress with a stiff white collar with a stud, um, a paper hat. Um, In first year, you had a white belt and a white apron. Well, you always had a white apron. In second year you had a purple belt, the same material and colour as the dress. And in third year you had a bright yellow golden colour belt. Which of you were at all plump, which I wasn't in those days, but I always felt sorry for girls who had wide waists. <laughs> oh, they looked awful like bright orange and purple and I, I sort of thought that it would be a kind of a white uniform like American nurses have and in fact I was so convinced it was going to be like that. When I went off to buy my fob watch with all the money ironed at the distillery I was delighted to buy myself all this new stuff bought a fob watch and I bought shoes really good leather shoes, moccasins but I bought white ones because I thought that's what nurses wore, mm. and then I had to dye them black when I got to Lewisham because we weren't allowed to wear white shoes. So I did. You see the shoe. I did a fairly good job, but after a while, the blacks started to come off and the white shoe came
0: through. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting to hear that because some nurses have been very positive about their mm. uniform. But actually, I think I would have been with you. I think I would have hated
6: no, it. Like that uniform? I would oh. have hated the restrictions. Oh, we had a cloak. We had a cl- I loved the cloak, and I loved being at hither green and I you the cloak. I felt like a witch going around the corridors. <laughs> It was very spooky. It was great having a cloak on, especially during four o'clock in the morning if you were walking from ward to ward. Oh, you know, this is really witchy and spooky and the, the cape, kind of old-fashioned, if you like, really. But I, I just thought that was funny.
5: Thanks for tuning into the Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series. The Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series is produced and presented by Gronia MacPolin and Louise Ryan, in association with the Department of Foreign Affairs, the Irish Abroad Unit and the London Irish Centre. In our next podcast, we will hear the women's stories about what it was like to be a nurse on the hospital wards. We would like to thank the nurses who contributed to the making of this podcast.